Welcome everyone to the Armory School. We're fucking done! It's Let's over! Let's go! The book is dead! This book oh. is fucking dead and thank god. What a terrible book! Holy shit! Can you shit. imagine if it went any further? Can you imagine if they kept going? You mean, if anything happened? <laughs> Can you imagine if there were any events in this book? Can you imagine if there were events and it didn't just stop? I don't. I didn't want it to. I was glad to be done, but when it ended, I was like, "That's it. Hang on, That's nothing it? happened." <laughs> uh, a lot of things happened that don't make any fucking sense in the context of the rest of the series. But you know, whatever. But then the the rest of the series only exists as multiple versions that don't cohere. Like it doesn't. It's enough. It's all or nothing. The Amory Wars yeah. has no coherent vision because it's made in seven different. F it's just in Claudia's head, I guess. Yeah. I wonder if it's good in there. Claudia, let me in. <laughs> Claudia, let me in. I'm doing the, the Eric Andre gif. <laughs> let me in, Claudia. I want to see your perfect vision of this shit. What if we get in there and it just fucking rips? Uh, that's what uh, Cambria does to uh, Ryan this week. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do it. God, we'll get it. I believe we'll you'll find it. she dives into uh, Wilhelm Ryan's soul and fights him with love. Yeah, th that definitely exists. But there's a, that's a little teaser. That's a little teaser for the book segment. <laughs> uh, so fucking stupid. We're here. We're doing a podcast. Welcome. It's podcast time. Uh, How unlike been? many, uh, I'm good. I was gonna say, unlike many other weeks, there's plenty of Coheed shit to talk about. Yeah, we got Coheed news, but I was just gonna check in first on, you know, how you doing? You gaming? <laughs> We're I'm, all gaming. You know, you know, I'm fucking gaming. <laughs> Everyone's gaming here. Uh, I played, uh, I played a lot of Dark Souls on the Switch, which was a bad way to do it, but you know. I was posting about Dark Souls, and you and Autumn both immediately bought Dark Souls and uh, just overtook me. <laughs> yeah, that happens when you've played this game a dozen times before. <laughs> I'm still in Blighttown being like, where the fuck do I go? Where the fuck is Blighttown? Where is this? Poison? Not poison, toxin! I, I, uh, I brought all the poison things, <laughs> I brought a bunch of poison things, because I was like, oh, Blighttown, poison, let's make sure you get the, the purple moss, so I had the purple moss, and I went down... And then I got hit with the, the dart uh, only twice, and I killed the guy after two, two hits. I was like, that's well done. We just heal myself with the poison thing. Didn't work. All Didn't my work. cures were useless because the game never told me, oh, toxin exists. And I'm like, thanks. I, my expectations are thoroughly subverted. You, I guess you did it. You tricked me into thinking a thing would work, and it didn't. Thank you, Dark Souls. There's a, um, there's a guy. Did you, get the, did you get the shortcut back mm. to... Um, no, I'm I'm trying to help. There's a the shortcut from the Capper Demon in that really long tunnel with the water back to Firelink. Well, yeah, I got that. Okay, so there's a guy in there who sells toxin healing items, but they're a thousand souls each. Yeah, I, I didn't buy those. I bought the um, purple ones ah, from him. Yes. I stocked. I was like, I was like, oh, hey, uh, and I knew Blood Time was poison. I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know what toxin was. I just saw toxin, and I was like, I, I guess yeah. that's a thing. I don't know. It's um, true. They gotcha. Because I, I, I didn't... <laughs> I, I'm used to playing video games where you are meant to understand things. Um, <laughs> and not understand them only by virtue of not understanding them. After, after you understand finish Dark Souls. Yeah, I'll yeah. understand Dark Souls. After you finish Dark Souls, you will understand Dark Souls 2 and 3. I don't think there's much new in those. 
Um, yeah. Well, I'm be I'm t I am told that Dark Souls Two has way more bullshit in it. Um, but it does also have way more like one-on-one -on -one battles against guys with swords, which is what I because I was like talking to some friends and being like, you know, when this game was good, the Cap Redeemer fight. That's what's up. That's where fucking gaming's happening. That was good for you. <laughs> the Cap Redeemer fight is so far the best fight in the game. <laughs> You are a, you are a reverse person. You are an opposite man. <laughs> because everything else is like, oh, what am I doing? What do I go? Oh, I've got to, you know, But that was like, all right, I've got a guy. I got to work out his moves. I got to fight him, uh, and I got to use my own moves um, to, to to beat him. And it, I I felt like genuine progression in every fight, and took a few tries, and then I beat him. It was great. Uh, I way prefer that to being like lost in a confusing place. Uh, and I know, like people are laughing at me because i really am a self-parody of an action game a nerd but that's just my <laughs> truth <laughs> i mean i'm glad you're having fun <laughs> the camera demon fight was better than blight town is this not is this a controversial statement in the dark souls fandom i don't I have no idea what's going on over there well, so. i mean all, mo most things are better than blight town it's just well that's it's true. just bonkers to say that the capper demon has been the best boss fight so far <laughs> well what else is there Let's see. What have you? What have you done? Up I've to this only point, done uh, Torch Demon, uh, Bell Gargoyles, and Gaping Dragon, and Capra Demon. And the Gaping Dragon is a bad boss fight. Um, yeah, nothing really happens in uh, Gaping Dragon. It like either you get hit and you just die, or you don't, and you just very slowly kill it very easily. It's like a it's like a weird big yeah. uh, big thing that doesn't really. And the Bell Gargoyles were like fun. Like, fighting one was fun, fighting two was so chaotic, and then when I won, I just won, because I had the summons, and it was, and I yeah. had leveled up. Squad. I, ne I never really got the thing with the character team where I was like, oh, I've really got a hold on this fight. I just went from being too underleveled and not having summons to being leveled up and then having summons, and it was easy. So I never found the sweet spot in that fight. But I do just like learning a duel with a guy, and I'm told there's a yeah. lot of that in Dark Souls 2. Uh, you'll get you'll get a lot of that in all the rest of them, honestly. And even, even later on in um, Dark Souls, I think. Um, there's, I, I am also not the biggest fan of like the multi-man boss fight, but there's a lot of that stuff later on. Yeah. I'm going to have to be like, Oh, the I thing about bell, bell gargoyles is you simply kill the first one before the second one comes down. I did. That's correct. That's what I did. Yeah. So you, that's, a, that's it. You figured it out. Na nailed it. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> did you get the gargoyle axe? Yeah. I, I roll behind, cut off his tail. It was great. Uh, I cut off the Gaping Dragon's tail. That took a while. Uh. That one's fun because um, the, it'll still try to do the tail attacks after that, and you're like, haha. Yeah. I beat you. Yeah. So how's it on Switch? Uh Oh, baby. It runs, <laughs> runs like shit, man. Uh-huh. Uh, but, there's, but there's beauty in this. <laughs> beauty um, in Dark like shit. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm used to for original Dark Souls. The, yes. I was watching I was watching Autumn and Nora play it on like PS4 and PC. I'm like, that's too many frames. Cannot handle this. That's too many frames. You have too many frames. I want 30. That's it. Uh, and that's uh, all. And I want it to look like shit. <laughs> I want it to be muddy. I want 30 frames. Yeah. Maybe. I want I want maybe. a big maybe after the 30. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, because the thing about Blight Time is famously it would just cause yes. everything to chug. Uh, so that doesn't happen anymore. Uh, That's that was kind of sad. Yeah, they should put that in if it's going to run like on thirty. Yeah, it's a feature. It's <laughs> not a bug. Uh, yeah, but uh, I got up to um, got past sends into uh, 
old Anne Orlando. You may have heard of this. I have. Uh, and then I finished flying home, and then I haven't touched it since then because I don't pick up my Switch. I think I think I'm close to. I th- I'm like going through. I went the first Blighttown bonfire, and maybe there's another bonfire. Yeah, I, I don't there know. There is right. another bonfire. Okay. Uh, so I'm I'm still in Blighttown. Um, but the I second good- bonfire is basically in front of the boss. So okay, I made a good push, and uh, and then I died, and then I've got to go back. But I did. I made a. I made it through the first fog gate, so I've, I've ex- where all the like burning spiders started showing up. That's not fun. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I made it there. Uh, so good push so far. So I'm like after. I think after Blight Town, I'm off to Sense Fortress. Yep. I think I think that's the order yep. of things. That's right. Um, because I I think you do once you ring the two bells. Uh, I know where Sense Fortress is. There's a little guy sitting on the wall, being like, "I got nothing to fucking do." Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so bored. And could you I open have... the gate? <laughs> could you open the gate for me, please? <laughs> uh, but I, I, I started another video game yesterday, which is a little silly that I did this. Uh, but I did think I would reveal this to you on this podcast. Okay. I started playing Skyrim. <laughs> Oh boy! Because they, how's that they, going? It's fine. Yeah, perfectly I mean, fine on, game. It's on it's on Xbox Game Pass, and I saw the new thing was out. And I was like, I could try Skyrim, and then I did, and now I'm walking about in Skyrim. That's right. That's all you do. That's um, a really good game in which to walk about and do things. When the things actually happen, the quality of it yeah. is less good. But the idea yes. of doing things is great. <laughs> yeah, the idea. <laughs> when you see a thing, and you're like, I'm going to go do that. That's about the best part. And then you do it, and you're like, oh, okay. I guess I just kind of pressed the right trigger a lot. Um, is there... Um, well, you're playing with mods, so I actually don't know if you'll know this. I am playing with mods. Because on consoles, is there no way to change your loadout? Do I have to press B and go into the menu and manually take off my magic and replace it with a sword every time I want to switch between magic you can, and sword? You can favorite those items... So no is what you're saying me. <laughs> well, you, okay, so you can mark those as favorite, and then you just press up and down on the D-pad. Oh, to switch to the favorites, like in game. Yeah, I didn't know that's what favorite. That's is what it. the D-pad's I... for. Okay, so yes, yes, then yeah, that, that's yeah, what so I'm yes, looking for. Yes, you could do that. That's what you want. Because I, I have like my my magic that is uh, the real thing. I don't know if I'm going to keep going with that. It's Skyrim. It's like a million hours long. It's and, Skyrim. Uh, yeah, you know what uh, it is. But I did I did see the new version and was like, I should try that. And I thought, should I play it on PC? And then all the PC players were like, this broke all the mods. And I was like, okay. It did break all my mods. I, I cannot play Skyrim right now because all my mods is broke. I got to wait six months. Well, you should just uh, downgrade the Skyrim. I don't know how to downgrade the Skyrim. Well, you, okay. you should not have up- updated the Skyrim in the first place. I didn't. I didn't. It just happened. Yeah. Uh, it happened have ahead while of time. I was at work. Yeah. <laughs> rip, rip, rip. Because I think there's a way to downgrade fault. and just go back to the version that works with the mods. A lot of people are doing that while everything's being fixed. Uh, hopefully I most mods will get fixed, but um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how. I was looking up Skyrim mods just because of this, and you seen the shit they put in that game? <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've just been scrolling through Nexus mods all the time. They're doing wild shit. You seen that one where they've like turned it into Dark Souls? Yes. <laughs> they've like added directional combat into Skyrim to make it an actual third person action game. I was like, that doesn't seem yeah, doable. Yeah, kind of crazy. But that's wild. I don't know that's about all this. Shit. I don't know, man. Yeah. 
Anyway, that's gaming Inter- for me. Tell us thing. Don't. There is no don't update this game. <laughs> there, it's like somewhere in Steam. I don't know. I mean, there I'm is looking, a way to I'll downgrade it, it later. We'll Some figure time. it out. But yes, that, I would advise just to go back down to the old version if you can find a way. To yeah, do that. I should. Uh, just rip, 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 rip. Just trying to, just trying to play. I'm probably gonna have to remake my character again because I loaded it up last night and I got it to work for a second, but oh, it get, got rid no! of all my character mods. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to, so I'm gonna have to like go to the person who can like remake your character and just reapply everything again, which isn't great, but whatever, I'll do it. Everyone's really mad about the fact they changed all the executable stuff because when they they made special edition, they went from 32 bit to 64 bit. It was like genuinely ran better on new machines. Yeah, um, this this isn't that. This they've just broken all the fucking mods. Yeah, Everyone's a bit just, pissed uh... off. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I was I was working. And then I came home, and then Skyrim broke. <laughs> happy birthday, Skyrim! I'm broken. Happy birthday, Skyrim! You piece of shit. There is no better way to honor Skyrim's origins than to have it be broken, <laughs> break everything, <laughs> fucking yeah. break everything. Uh, fortunately, a- I have finished the journal updated part of the game, and I'm now just playing Skyrim. Uh, did you record? When did you record? I'm excited. We, for that. Uh, we're recording at the end of the month, uh, as okay. as per usual. I don't. I guess Nora and I have both finished it. We could technically go record right now, uh, but it, I'm trying to find something to talk about. <laughs> Desperately. Uh, we can go on to the Coheed News. That's gaming. Yeah, we can we can move on to Coheed News. I'm not going to talk about Skyrim here. No, no, no. I was just curious. I was just. I wanted you to know. I wanted you to know that I joined you in Skyrim land. Thanks. I, like, yeah, oh, I hope you enjoyed it. it for the 10 minutes. I, I, it was more like four hours, but yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, What's going on in Coheed and Cambria? <laughs> they got on that fucking boat. They got on that boat. They got on their fucking boat. Uh and um I don't know, looked like everybody had a good time. They didn't have a they didn't have a fucking mayo on the boat, but they had an Al the Killer on the boat. Uh there's a, an amazing image. <laughs> yes. An absolutely incredible image tweeted on the at @coheed account. Uh, where they said thank you to these four awesome folks who helped make SS Neverender even better and it's the four cosplayers they got uh, and the cosplayers are uh, we've got Al the Killer on the left uh, yep we got Claudio in, in center left then we have question mark in center right uh, <laughs> because it is a man it's just a guy <laughs> in jeans and a blue shirt. And to be fair, Claudio... Please, they're black jeans. <laughs> That's true. You could almost say they're close to slacks, but not quite there. They're not quite. They're not quite. But uh, to be clear, Claudio on the left uh, is also in jeans and a polo shirt. And he just kind of has a long leather jacket like he and has in the comic. ugly jacket. And he has the, the hair and he's got the beard and the hair, but... If this guy was just like walking down the road, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't think. Oh, they're a sci-fi man. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then Alec Killer is like, he's got the face makeup on, so he's he's putting an effort. But his clothes are still. I guess those are pretty he's got ridiculous. His weirdo leather brain pants. window. Yes, that's true. He is wearing some ridiculous leather pants. But the jacket is just like a regular leather jacket. Um, yeah. Uh, and then on the right. <laughs> We have Ambelina, who is, um, you know, blue prize lady with elf ears, uh, wearing a leotard, ass out. Yep. 
It is the most hilarious, like, male MMO characters versus female MMO models <laughs> image I've ever seen. It's so funny. She's so standing good. next to just a dude in a shirt. <laughs> she, um, shout out to her. You deserve a lot, ma'am. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope they paid you. They better have fucking paid you. Like, a lot. We need someone to yeah. dress up as my uh, blue wife, please. Please? Please. Um, yeah, so let's see, what else? So they got then they got off the boat and they released a new single. Um, which is well no, I'm sorry. First they released a, an acoustic version of Shoulders, which I will not be listening to, thank you. I haven't even listened to that because have not looked at it. Shoulders is like I mean, you know, it's you got know, that I terrible bet that, riff. I bet that chorus is fine uh acoustically. I like that chorus, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's such a like driven by the bad production song yep. uh, that I don't even know, like you know I I don't care. Uh, and then you know we have another new. I'm listening yes. to it right now. Yeah, this is this is bad. Oh, this is bad in a way I didn't expect. <laughs> <laughs> How many Claudios are layered over this? I I think it's one. Oh no! Oh, he does in the he does a really bad. I was like, "Is the same vocal track?" And then no. And he he gets into the chorus and he goes, "Maybe we won't make oh, no. for it." Uh, and it's all it's got like multiple overdubs of like different acoustic guitars and like pianos. It this is uh, there's a lot. Of, they fact they have I guess. They have managed to translate how much of an overproduced, ridiculous song Shoulders is to an acoustic format. <laughs> to an acoustic version? Which I was like, how are they going to do that? We'll strip uh, back. The answer is they're not. They're not going to do that. They're not They're not doing that. They they stripped it back, but then also relayered everything back on top of it. Uh, so with all that, uh, you know, all that happening, Coheed literally this week released a new single. Yes. Uh, called... Uh, Rise, Rise Nyanasha. Uh, Nyanasha. No, Rise Nyanasha. I just can't fucking pronounce things. Rise Nyanasha. Uh, and they fucking did it. They fucking did it! They did it, lads! Oh, <laughs> it's a <laughs> banger! 10 years! My crops have been dying. We've been dying for so long. It's been since the Aftermath album that I've been like, you know what I could go for? I could just go for a good Coheed song with like cool drums and a sing-along chorus. And yep. it's just good. And they did it. They, they finally did, did it. it. They finally did it. And it's not even, uh, wait, how long is it? It's like four minutes. Five, five minutes, 20. Five minutes, 20. You could have convinced me it was four minutes. See? Yeah, they did it. <laughs> they did it. They did it. They made a song. You're not like this goes on for five minutes too long. What are you doing? There's no. There's no intro. There's no ridiculous intro. It just, just goes. Just goes into the drum beat. The drum beat's good. Josh is killing it. Thank you, Josh. It's still a song about. It's like a cringy dad song, but that's fine. I'll I'll, I'll take that's that. That's fine. I'm taking it. It's fine. Whatever. I enjoy cringy dad songs. Uh, 
Claudio's uh, only method of talking about like how much he loves someone is to talk about how much murder he'll do. <laughs> he'll do a lot of murder for a lot of people. Uh, which I guess I appreciate more in a cringy dad context than I do uh, saying I'll kill everyone uh, for my wife. For my weird wife. <laughs> for yeah. my weird wife. That is better uh, contextually, but still not great. Still not great, no. No. Damn, if Claudio has a daughter, it's over for us. Oh, no. Oh, oh we can't be letting that happen. <laughs> we have to stop it. Is there any greater proof of divine existence? <laughs> well, Ryan Sanchez. goes, oh, my God, he's real. <laughs> he's real. Claudio Sanchez has only born sons. <laughs> Jesus. I don't know how many kids Claudio and Chandra have. I I thought it was just the one, but, you know, who knows? It's not my business. Uh, I guess it probably is just the one. Probably. I don't, I don't know if there's another one beyond Atlas. Uh, anyway, secondary. <laughs> uh, transitioning from that. Transitioning. Uh, speaking of Claudio's children, uh, yeah. he, he did a... Uh, an interview with uh, the Grammy Awards uh, where they are like, hey, Claudio, what's up? What's up with your weird music? We talk to you every once in a while. What's going on here? Uh, and he starts describing uh, the the backstory to Vaxis, the, the five-part story here, um, and explains that the name Vaxis comes from V, which is the Roman numeral for five, because it's the fifth story of the Amory Wars. And then the second part of his name, Axis, is 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 the axis in which all of the Amory Wars revolves. This is some Kingdom Hearts bullshit. The Dragon Age setting. <laughs> the Dragon Age setting. This is like... When they reveal the X in Roxas's name is the uh, Accuser's Sigil or whatever the fuck it is. Yes. Uh, the Recuser's Sigil. Which I, still don't I have really no idea what, what you're talking about. I just agree with you. Because well, the X is the, recu recu the Recusant's Sigil. Because it is, it's not actually an X. It's, it's key from the Keyblade. That's why the X right, is of in course. the names. Um, yeah. But I'm fairly sure Xehanort just has an ex in his name. So that one doesn't... So no one... <laughs> no one doesn't matter. <laughs> so I've learned so, nothing. I, I still... I think because... Because they kept going back far enough and there's still just at one point just a guy called Xehanort who has an ex in his name. They haven't... You know what? They could be on the verge of reckoning that as well. I don't know. But yes, this is the kind of thing I would expect from a two-hour-long Kingdom Hearts cutscene is to say, Ah, Vaxis, so named because V is five after <laughs> the axis that we all turn on. The V axis, the Vaxis. Are you the kidding Vaxis. me? <laughs> Those who understand nothing can know nothing. <laughs> One who knows nothing can understand nothing. <laughs> um. So, uh, Grammy Awards asks, if you were to describe this character like you would a friend of yours, how would you do so? Claudio says, I don't know if I know anyone like Vaxis. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Claudio. At this stage, thanks, Claudio. At this stage, Vaxus is in a completely catatonic state. His parents almost fear that he's dead, I almost want to say. He doesn't show much of his personality at all. He's frozen in their wishes to try and find a solution. Why is our son this way? And in actuality, they realize he's quite the opposite. Uh, and hmm. the Grammy guy says, So there's infinite power or potential, but with an exterior that's static or frozen. 
And Claudio says, yeah, exactly. As if this is a normal thing you can talk about with somebody who's interviewing you. Um, and then let's see. They ask if there's interest from hardcore fans who follow the Amory War story about this. And Claudio says, I think so. <laughs> this is so this is so funny. This is like an extended practical joke. Because the idea that Claudio can go into interviews and talk about this like it's real is so funny to me because there's 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 no there's no book this time. The fact that there's like the songs and they there's the videos, but there's no it's this it's like the appearance of law, but you haven't written anything. You've done these so I, I understand I think the songs also- are related to it. Yes. That's also the secret, because when an yes. interviewer comes in, they have to assume that there is more. Yes. <laughs> they have to assume, like, you've really th- so he, he gives these interviews about, here's what's happening with Faxes, and Faxes is in the state. I'm like, uh, that's not what, ha- I'm fairly sure what's happening is uh, I'm your favorite toy. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> sir? I think you're lucky sir. stars. Yeah. Um, old Flames or whatnot. Oh, what? um, no, yeah, no, I, I listened to the album. <laughs> this is, this was, I was there. At no, at no point Queen in the, of the album dark. was... <laughs> <laughs> true ugly I, what do you say yeah so the, whenever he has does an interview on this the interviewer has to take it like deadly seriously I was like oh I see um how did this story materialize in your mind as a parent yourself I'm sure there's autobiographical elements as far as the feelings of impending fatherhood go Claudio says I think being a parent or anything is going to have its hand on my creation most of the Amory Wars is that it's sort of me taking my life and putting it into fiction so there's a little bit but this is so much more I think than anything I've experienced clearly as it's science fiction My own son is not a catatonic <laughs> crystal of uh, infinite power. He's just a guy. <laughs> He's just a guy. But if he uh, were a catatonic crystal of infinite power, it'd probably go something like this. Like Oh my god. Uh, he talks about how they get compared to Rush sometimes, and he's like, I fucking hate Rush. <laughs> uh, let's see, you what ne- else? No, hang on. He said what? He said they hate Rush. Uh, Claudio says, because that's what music was to me, I wanted to find the thing that resonated. That's why it's so funny. We always get compared to Rush, but Rush is never a band I liked. I just felt like I was pushed by these conceptual songs, and I want to see myself in the song. You have a song called 2113! You're not allowed to do that! You have a song called 21... You can't say that. You can't say that, Claudio. <laughs> this is a well-known that. fact about him. Do you? Did you not know this? That he doesn't like Rush. Yeah, this comes up every two years. I, I, I don't actually... Outside of the purview of this specific podcast, I do not look up what Claudio is saying that much. Oh, I've done, you know, I was I was a kid. You know, I, I looked yeah. up things Claudio said. I didn't um, know this specifically. I, I didn't, like think that Claudio yeah Claudio how do you feel about the trees (laughs) I need to know your thoughts on the trees uh it it is it is good that like the Amory Wars is well you know what we're reading the Iraq war metaphor book with the Iraq war (laughs) that happened I don't I don't fucking know the point is uh Claudio is not making grand political statements here he's just a kind of dumb guy that's true but I do want to know what he thinks about the trees (laughs) <laughs> um anyway uh so the um the, the the issue here uh we've i've buried the lead here the thing about this is that uh claudio and this interviewer start talking about autism 
Uh oh shit, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um so um the interviewer says there's a lot of heptavaxes, I can tell. There's a lot of importance there. Uh, and Claudio says, I guess the idea is never judge something by its physical stature. Strength isn't just physical, if that makes any sense. This character is everything within this mythology. And the interviewer says, I'm reading Neurotribes by Steve Silberman, <laughs> a wonderful book about autism. <laughs> it contains that very message. Don't consider it a disability, but something beautiful waiting to be understood. Claudio says, absolutely. Funny you say that, Morgan. I read that book. I loved the Henry Cavendish part, the scientist who would walk through the night, the beginning of it. It was a very, very interesting book and very inspiring. When I came up with the concept of Vaxis 1 and the potential of this pentology, that was a book I was reading. I think it had a lot to do with the influence in these stories. Uh, and... The interviewer says, I don't know if you have people in your life who are on the spectrum, but this story must have come from a place of compassion or concern for the misunderstood. And Claudio says, absolutely. I mean, I feel that way. And that's the end of the interview. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Claudio, buddy. The five-part autism saga from the Angry Wars. <laughs> Claudio Sanders has written the five-part autism metaphor saga from the Angry Wars. Oh no! He's oh, doing it. Oh no! He's doing it. It's happening. I feel when I when I'm like oh feeling autistic today, uh, and you know I'm like, it's not that I can't talk to people. It's not that I'm struggling with like food or other just like normal thing. You know, it's mostly that I kind of talk like this. And I'm like their son faxes. That's basically how I am. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, just to get to stop roasting for a second and be mostly serious, I guess I am glad he's not like an awful guy, and he's yes. not—he's not branding this. This is—I don't think this is like a Claudio becomes a full-on autism speaks guy, though he's leaning in that direction. It—it it, it is it, the possibility is on the table. Yes, but the interviewer has to like bring it out of him. He is not it's, going in. Wait, this interviewer is like, yeah, I was just reading about autism. Like, what? You know what? That's true. Did someone fucking bring this up beforehand? Was this, was this planted? Was this planted? Why would you suddenly say, "Oh yeah, I was reading this book," and they said, "Ah, oh, funny, you should mention that." I've read that book. Like, <laughs> you're right. Suddenly, throw the whole thing down. What interview goes this way? How does? <laughs> what the fuck is happening here? What the fuck is happening here? Sorry, I was so focused on like the fact that Claudia Sanchez is doing an autism album that I forgot how completely batshit this interview was. What are you it talking about? Makes no fucking sense. Allow me to just bring up this book, which I have right here. Right here. Oh, I was sitting on it this whole time. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. I was just reading this book <laughs> on autism. And how the, I was uh, just reading Neurotribes. Yeah. And to understand the plight of the misunderstood. <laughs> As we all do. As we all must do. What the fuck is happening here? Claudio, stop it. What are you going on about, Claudio? Yeah, say, anyway. I hope this doesn't uh, like, lead to anything more stupid. Because... Um, I hope he's not actually an autism speaks guy. I, I, I don't. I want to believe that, like, for all the shit we talk about, Claudio, that he's not going to become an autism speaks dad. Uh, but yes. the possibility has been raised, and I must guard against it. <laughs> yes, we are. We are on our guard here on the Amory score. <laughs> yes. Oh boy, I'm uh, not excited. I mean, we'll see what happens. I guess it's this. You know, maybe it just turns out okay. But uh, one fear. <laughs> 
one fear, one fear. I mean, the good, the good thing uh, is that none of this will be clear in the album. That's so true. It took the interview for him to say, oh, yeah, this is about autism to actually get that. So, I like, mean, we'll find out when we get the, the songs album. we've heard of pretty standard Coheed themes, just with a little bit more of like a dad twist. Yes. Uh, he will be your great destroyer. And you're like, yeah, that he works. will be. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I wish I had a great destroyer. <laughs> songs are fucking good. The song is just good. I know it's the not like the best. Good. The best Coheed song ever, but it's been so long since we've had a song that's just like this level of good. That's even passable. <laughs> oh, wait, like, Toys that, was good. Yeah, Toys was okay. The gutter's alright. Well, the, the back half of the gutter's alright. Yeah. Um, I like I like it. A gutter Respector. Gutter Respector, yeah. It's not no, like, I can't the, say that. Never mind. That sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> and no one liked Color Before the Sun. No, I like Atlas uh, on there, and I liked Island on there. Uh, what else? The, I, I I like Peace to the Mountain just fine, but it is kind of a long noodly, not in the, the not in the usual fun noodly kind of way. Yeah, as is Cody tradition. Yes. I mean, the island's really funny to me because it's the peak of. Uh, I mean, we'll talk about this. I guess when we get to Color Before the Sun, but it is the peak of. This is why they need this. This is why you need to be able to have Claudia go to an interview and say, it's about the galactic whatever the fuck uh, with the infinite <laughs> potential of the child. Uh, because you listen to Island, which doesn't have that, and you're like, it's about the fact that I want to move out of uh, Manhattan. Long Island, yeah. Manhattan. I want to, Long Island's uh, rent is cheaper for me. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. oh, I, I don't care. I, I had I to move to caring. a big house in New Jersey where they were growing weed in my basement. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's Damn. what this cover of Pompeii is about. And you're like, oh, I, I get it. I understand why you need the artifice of a f- fake sci-fi epic. Yes. Uh, speaking of <laughs> a sci-fi epic. Oh, we have to talk about this fucking book. We do have to talk. It's been, th- it's been half an hour. We have not this. talked about this book. All right, let's do I mean, it. the thing about it is there's not going to be a lot to talk about, I don't That's think. That's true. You'd think, oh, it's the end of the book. We're going to have a lot to say. Uh-uh. No. No, Shall because it's, be all just, it's all just the most boring action scenes you've read in your life. Yep. They just, like, the book just ends. Uh, they just have Mayo shows scenes. up, and Ryan says, I don't think you should have killed uh, <laughs> Leonard Hohenberger. And Mayo says, okay, but I did, though. <laughs> yep and okay. ryan says i don't care for it chapter 20 is when skeletons live uh co and cambria are in-house atlantic and ryan's like haha we win and then mayor's like yeah i killed that guy and then ryan as like you said is like you shouldn't have killed that guy and the mayor's like why <laughs> why <What? laughs> should have killed that guy you told me to have her kill him you wanted him dead the fuck are you on about mate also he uh, tried to kill me he tried to kill me like what are you what are you talking about and then ryan's like well if she didn't kill him then we could have like used her death to then use his skills for a good and ryan and then mayo responds to this with oh i see you're so wise rather than saying what the fuck are you talking about you could have done that in the first place internally i have to think he's thinking okay why didn't we do that in the first place 
All Mayo has done has been what he's fucking told. He does his job. And in this chapter, he is set up as like, ah, oh, your hubris has failed us, Mayo. I'm, what? No! He's he the almost only got guy shot. in the story that knows what he's doing. I'd kill that motherfucker. But I but would do it, it even if he didn't try and kill me. If the if the end of this book was Mayo turning on Ryan just shooting everyone in the head. That would be so sick. <laughs> be so sick. I'd uh, be like, just just kidding, new new cannon. So, uh, that's what's going on. Um And then in theory, um he is on the roof of on the- some tower with Coheed and Camry. Uh uh, Ryan and Mayo, they're in like the top floor. Yeah, yeah. They have they have brought them up to the roof so he can make them look at the black rainbow, even though they're both catatonic. Yes, they they've been brought up to near the top of the black rainbow. Uh, and in this moment where they're like chilling out here, and Ryan has won, what could happen? But there's a shuttle coming in, and it's Inferno. Here comes Jesse. Yeah. Cool guy. I'm so cool. I can dodge all the shots in the air. Nobody can touch me. Oh, fuck. I got hit. Yeah, so there's like five pages of describing of how cool he is, and then he starts crashing, and the Grail Arb is there, and he's got this mission. Uh, Cody and Camry wake up. Uh, Kohi goes sicko mode, starts killing a bunch of guys. Um, yes. Everything's going crazy. Cambria dives into Wilhelm Ryan's mind, and they have a fake psychic astral battle, which... So, in a movie... Yes. <laughs> <coughs> movies are visual you see them thus in movies or even comic books you will see mental battles represented as fights because that is the language of conflict in cinema yes this is not a movie this is a book you do not have to describe <laughs> a fight scene that is a metaphor for a conflict. You can simply write the conflict. Because the fight scene, I can't see it. It's not exciting to write out the my, I was punched in my mind. That's not... But they do. <laughs> they do that. Got brain punched. Uh, Ryan and Cambria have a psychic battle. And then Ryan shows her the black rainbow. And we're like, we're inside the black rainbow now. And he's like, the black rainbow, what is it? It is emptiness. It is nothing. It is, once again, proof that there is no God. Or if there is a God, then he's such a pissy little bitch. He doesn't stop me. Therefore, I swear to God, I, God. I swear to God, it's the same fucking dialogue that's in it the is. comic. It's the, it's the exact same paragraph. They just wrote the. I mean, like, because they wrote the comic after, so they just were like, "That was good. That was good." That was. Yeah, we should use that one again. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess they were right, considering how much we fucking marked out. We did enjoy it. (laughs) We did have a good time on that one. It's far less good when he's having a psychic mind battle uh, at the end of the Toy Story Kingdom Hearts world uh, with uh, Cambria than it is um, when he's proving in a court of law that he is God. That's true. Those are very different circumstances, and one's much better than the other. He proved in a court of law that he was God. Also, all the Inferno fight stuff in this makes the rest of the books really funny. The fact that Inferno and Jesse has already done all this. Jesse Jesse could have gone sicko mode at any point and just murdered every Red, Red Army soldier, and he just decides not to, I guess. He just decides not to. There's a line in here when when he's fighting Mayo, and then like Mayo falls down, uh... 
and it's like oh his skin was burning off his face i'm like well that's why he has metal skin i guess yeah um, i guess that's why he's got the metal that yeah i didn't even realize at the beginning of this that he was just a dude i thought he was already dude. the robot guy i thought he was fucking mayo like the cool guy also mayo. also this means that he had the usb port installed later yeah why did they put the usb port in <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, knowing as this fight was happening, that eventually Mayo and Jesse were gonna like merge in the USB ports. Yeah, well, it's like like Coheed like cuts his eye. I'm like, oh, I guess that's why he has the big cranium thing. And then it's like, and then Jesse ripped the skin off his face. I'm Coheed like, oh. does not just so the fight ends with Jesse, but Coheed first starts fucking everyone up because he's got his knife arm and he's going sicko mode, um, and he uh. Lord, okay, Coheed leaped across the room, uh, like a panther, and slammed into like the a panther, <laughs> like a panther, and slammed into Deftonwolf with bone-crushing impact. Just as Deftonwolf was trying to get back to his feet, didn't need the repetition there, but that's fine. Deftonwolf hurtled backwards, hitting the wall, dropping his gun as he did so. Coheed came in quickly not giving him a chance to recover, pounding him in the gut with a rapid series of blows. His flesh shuddered beneath each blow, and then Deft and Wolf struck back, smashing Coheed on the side of his head with such force he went down on one knee. Uh, blah, 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 blah. This goes on forever. Uh, eventually... Mayo hits him with the knee. This is just what the action scenes are. They just, re- like, he did this, going on this way, and then he moved to his left. And it, it's so boring. And action scenes are always boring in books. Uh, yes, I don't think they're particularly ways. a good thing to write. Um, not 100%. There are people who have done it well, uh, but it's very, very, very hard and not very rewarding to do it well. Uh, yes. I would rather... If you're a good writer, I would still rather read like scenes of dialogue or characterization or just like evocative stuff than I would like to read an action scene. It's like books and action scenes are often a bad mix. So this culminating just the two chapters of really boring action explanation. I'm trying to find the bit where Kohi crushes... Uh, uh, Mayo's balls. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the part after he gets kneed in the face. Yes, but I think there's a long psychic battle between that. Oh uh, yes, there between that and then there's the psychic battle. Yes, the psychic battle happens, and the way the psychic battle can confu- happens is like, he's like, there's no god. The black rainbow proves there is nothing, and therefore I must ascend. Um, what power could you have that could possibly stand against me? And uh, as teased earlier in the episode, Cambria says there is one power that's strong enough. It's love. It's love. It's love. Because I love Coheed, even though we've talked four times and I don't like him. And he's technically my brother. <laughs> I guess that's true. Th- kind that of. is literally true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, but like in a way that's like, I go, what are we going to do now? I'm going to go cancel the Bible for Adam and Eve incest. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, I guess it's very abstracted. Because <laughs> um, that's what they're doing. But yeah, anyway. But yeah. They, they, their love is so strong that it's power. But this is not an anime for children. This is like an edgelord book. So the idea that like f- friendship and love will save the day is so pat in the middle it's of so this. It's so fucking funny. We're Can really we- doing it, huh, guys? Coheed's currently slicing everyone's heads and balls off in the other room. <laughs> yes. There is graphic description of Jesse shooting a guy in the leg and him having a stump now. We don't have to do this. Love is the strongest force in the universe. As we all know. As we all know. And even Ryan is like, because they want to be like a cool guy about it, be like, love. 
huh. And she then she like gives him her, her most powerful attack and he just like brushes it off and is like, oh, I guess you should have stuck with love. Uh, yeah. Because she's a woman, she can do nothing. Women can't land any critical yeah, hits. Women, yeah. The only thing they can do is shoot love at people and he goes, ha ha. <laughs> he goes, ha ha. Stupid. He goes, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> Dummy. Anyway, this fight goes on for fucking ever. Uh, I guess at some point yeah. we move to the second chapter, uh, have the last chapter here, chapter 21, I'll be your ghost. Big fight, all goes on forever. Uh, everyone's fighting each other. The, there's backups with the Red Army coming in. Uh, the Grail Arbors is getting fucked up because they're like above the House Atlantic, but they, they're waiting for uh, everyone to get clear so they can start actually attacking it properly. Lots going on. Then, 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 yes. when all hopes is lost, the price show up. You can't do this. You cannot do this. I thought we were doing Rise of Skywalker at first. <laughs> but then it was the prize instead. It does say, like, then out of nowhere, a thousand blue ships arrived. So I was like, oh, what? It does seem like the Rise of Skywalker. It would have made more sense cool. if it was Rise of Skywalker. You know how when we were reading Second Stage Turbine Blade... And Jesse goes to the price and says, look at what the keywork is. It is the souls of, like, he is filling it with the souls of dead people. You cannot remain idle. You must intervene. Uh, what he should have said was, remember, like, 15 years ago <laughs> when you totally intervened to when help you me intervened personally? last time? Yes. Yeah. This is... Uh-huh. Completely ruins the. F- not that I care. Not that I care about the canon of Avery Wars, uh, because I'm obviously this book is bad, and I don't care. Yes. But this is you should keep that thing consistent. It matters how many times the God Women have intervened. They well, even in second stage, they act like they didn't do this. Yes, that no, wasn't they- me. <laughs> We have read comics where they talk about how they have not intervened until, like, they have never intervened. They intervened for Jesse 15 years ago. Yes, it was, ex- and it's explicitly for Jesse. It's not because I just don't get it. They don't care about Ryan still, right? Because then that would break the future plot even further. But also, Amberlean is here and involved with it because, of course, she is. Amberlean is the one in charge of this. Yes, of course. Uh, which is again ridiculous. Just this completely like, I know the story is bad, but this if you're gonna if you want me to care about this, I it should matter that Ambelina and Jesse didn't team up 15 years ago to blow up House Atlantic. <laughs> yes, it just it just doesn't make any fucking sense. I hate this book. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. So yeah, they get out. Uh, Mayo Mayo is a. Uh, falls down and then they're like oh what's going on with him his face is burned off um and then so easily forgotten <laughs> so e- <laughs> with Mayo general crumbs that general crumb is uh the one who secures ryan's escape uh this happens no one was looking out this happens right before this uh Jesse finds, like, a prison cell that's all fucked up, and, like, there's a bunch of rats in it that have been eaten, uh, and there's been no light or anything in there. I'm like, what the fuck? Am I supposed to remember this? Probably would have if we hadn't read this book over the course of a year and a half, but uh, that's that was Crom's cell. Do you remember Crom? I did remember this, because he, he even says, uh, if there, there's nobody in here and there's no, like, why would he even bring prisoners? The only explanation is he must have joined Ryan's side willingly. Yes, he must have brainwashed a guy. 
And I'm like, oh, once again, this is a hilarious instance of characters making deductions that make no fucking sense other than the fact they are true in the story. What possible mm-hmm. reason would you, from a cell, have to be like, well, clearly this guy joined Ryan's side, not that he died and then threw out the body because he didn't want a stinking body in his dungeon? Yeah, what the fuck? Where, where are you getting this information, Jesse? Have you read this book? He did. Jesse did read the book. And he's yet like, he's still he's still <laughs> fucked up. And he's like, who's Crumb again? <laughs> hmm. I, I forgot who Crumb was for a minute. He was from the he's other guy. He's just a guy. He's he just was, a guy. He was working for the other mage. Remember when there was that other mage? Yeah. Who was like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to oh, stop no, no, I, I remember who Crom is, but I forgot that Crom was in this book. Yes. Uh, so Crom, Crom takes Ryan out. Uh, everyone escapes. And then they turn him into a battery? <laughs> Even in this book, they say that Crom <laughs> is more machine than man now. But you're yeah. like, hang on, doesn't that happen later? <laughs> Isn't that... Wasn't that, like, after uh, second stage, stage explicitly? Because code fucks him up in second stage. So it's just yeah. the ending of second stage again, but with, where nothing can actually happen to any of the characters. So everyone gets away. Everything's fine. Uh, House Atlantic is destroyed, but I'm like, okay, I know it comes back, is rebuilt. I, I don't know. They, they destroy House Atlantic, and Ryan's age is over. Which, when second stage begins, it was not clear that Ryan hadn't been around forever. Like, he was just kind of building up his forces. It wasn't like, oh, the return of the Red Army from out of the dust, from the dark. It wasn't like, oh, fucking Exegol's come back with a million stars. I guess it is Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, so I have no idea what's going on with that. Um, the book just ends. I- just This chapter just ends. They just leave the end and then there's a short epilogue in which uh, Carried and Cambria <laughs> are naked. In which Jesse says, Camille, you're normal now. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Uh, they're both naked in bed. And Jesse says, well, this seems like a good time for me to brainwash them. Jesse's like, alright, uh, because this book didn't actually address any of the things that happened in Code and Caribbean, I'm gonna go make those happen. I'm gonna go deal with them. Uh, I'm gonna brainwash them. I'm gonna make them live a normal life. Uh, doesn't, like, address the fact that Josephine's the cure for the universe? No. It's just, like, Hohenberger wouldn't have wanted you to be soldiers locked up in a war. You deserve to live a normal life. Um, I, no I'm, interrogation I'm checking, of what that means. I'm checking my notes here, and it does say he did make them to be soldiers fighting in a war. But no interrogation of, like, Jesse, you are also... They want to fight the war. They want to fight the war because Hohenberger wanted them to fight the war. Like, they were designed that way. But they still innately have that desire within them. Right? They work... So, it doesn't do any of the things you do with, like, a story about artificial creators. But, like, you've been programmed a certain way, but those programs are still real to you. It's still real to your belief system and the things you want. You still want those things, even if you understand they're constructed. It's not about dealing with the tension of what it means to want things that may have been someone else's choice. What it means to, like think about your place in the world like he just brainwashes them with like they don't consent to this they don't want to stop the war they're never asked um well that's i mean truly he's leonard hohenberger i guess that's true he just decides that what they want is what he wants and you know that's the that's the best way to do this and he shouldn't ask them for anything I guess that's fucking true. Hohenberger wouldn't fucking think. He'd just be like, I understand domestic, powerful, whatever <laughs> yeah. shit. Only I can bear the cool guy weight of being the fighting the rebel war. Despite the fact that they love to fight the rebel war. <laughs> They're literally born to fight the rebel war. Uh, and it makes them so horny. 
It does. It really does. This book sucked. The book sucked. I finished it. I turned to the last page. I hit one star. <laughs> Get fucked. It's a terrible Eat book. shit, Peter David. Uh, I'm sure you've written better books than this. Because uh, I don't think you were operating at a like full full power here. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like you could talk shit about Peter David. Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. Peter, I know you're listening. Pe- fuck off. <laughs> Peter, fuck off. Go write your like Captain Calhoun books. Yeah, what the fuck ever. He has like his own. In like the early 2000s, he was um, uh, he had the, his own Star Trek series of like original character books. Uh, called New Frontier, and there was like the captain was like Captain Calhoun, who was like, like a super sick, cool guy who was like a cooler Black Ops dude than any of the other boring Star Trek captains. It's very funny. It was the most like this is my OC. <laughs> I was. Why would you want a Black Ops cool guy to be your captain? I don't know if he's Black Ops, but he's definitely like a cool. Like, yeah, the, okay. It's called New fair. Frontier, right? It's like, remember when uh, Captain Kirk was like a cowboy? And I'm like, not really. Like, culturally he is, but not. <laughs> I've, I've seen Star Trek, so no. No, I don't yeah. really remember that. No. Everybody else be like, yeah. Weird, I don't know. Anyway. Year uh, of the Black Rainbow. Year of the Black Rainbow. We are done. We are free. Out of here. And yet... And yet, there is one more song on this album. Yes, there is. One that more. Cool. One more. The Black Rainbow. That's so true. <laughs> Claudio, that is so true. Um, I'm gonna I want to make a statement here. This isn't a song. What are you doing? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And Claudia, what is this? You just yelled into a mic for seven minutes. This is so. And everybody we- else played some okay instruments in the background. I don't hate this, but I'm like, I understand at this point it is like somewhat of an obligation to have a seven-minute slow outro for a Coheed album. Uh, that is just how the albums have worked uh, since in Keeping Secrets, uh, and they've honestly got slightly worse every time. Yes, every single time. Uh, which is it's you're not gonna. You're not yeah. gonna write the light in the glass again. You're not gonna write twenty one thirteen again. You're not it's, gonna write any of the Willing Wells. It's saying that this is the last time they do this. I don't think they do this again. Um, they go back to the well for like the seven minute openers. That they, they keep trying to write IKS again, but I think they stopped trying to write after the light in the glass after this. Uh, yes. So we got uh, two's my favorite one. Uh, Peace of the mountain and Lucky peace. Stars. No, peace to the mountain is one of these. Yeah, you know, peace of the mountain is one of these. 
Uh, but you know, I I like like I said, I kind of like Peace to the Mountain. Uh, and then um, I think two's my favorite one. It's not one of these, but I do kind of like it. I don't know. That's a f that's just a normal yeah. song. It's just a normal song. Uh, but the Black Rainbow is like okay, so we're doing the final cut thing. We've got the like newly guitar over the riff that that keeps ascending. Um, yeah. But it's also way more about the soundscape of the production. As Claudio's kind of rambling, as there's like loads of wind effects and echoes, um, it's just weird. I, I, uh, like I said, I don't fully dislike it, but I, I don't think it works that well. Um, especially as it like all builds up to like, like the, the guitar happens right, and it keeps building up. And I like the riff when it's like, yeah, yes, um, and it builds up. The whole soundscape's going, everything's going, and then it just kind of like cuts out, like it's a sudden stop. Which is I yes. know, like obviously intentional. That's what they wanted. It was like a weird ooh, choice. Uh, I just don't like it. I just think it, like I no. would like my song to have a nice, satisfying ending. Uh, Please, I'm not asking a lot here. I, I guess it could be a fade out if if you must. Uh, like um, uh, the final cut fades out, and that's that's fine. Though even that, I prefer the live version where they can't do a fade out. Yeah, well, they can't do a fade out, and then they bring out a fucking just every instrument known to God and man. Well, I don't like the twenty-minute live version. That's a bit too much. <laughs> but yes. Bring back the twenty-minute live version, except cut Chris. Fuck out of here, Chris. <laughs> All right, he's a fucking drum solo in the middle of that for no reason. Yeah. And it's like, jo and it's like four minutes long. Josh doesn't put a drum solo in his in a. Uh when they're doing that because he's not a so he's playing the rhythm section we respect we our respect rhythm josh. king rhythm king josh let's go <laughs> yeah I, I have very little to say about the song it is the weakest of the outros we've had so far um yep. there's not enough going on to justify the running time it's like the cool bits get kind of undercut and uh undercut and what the fuck am i talking about undercut uh and it's just it's just a strange choice for an outro putting a gun to Claudio's head. Why didn't you put the time passing uh, little jingle on this album, Claudio? Why? 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 Right. Why didn't you put the... You uh, have the to. Do-do-do-do. I mean, isn't that how um, Second Place Terrible Play begins? No. That only... That place was... No, I think that's how evil. In Keeping Secrets. Yes. Because everything it's evil begins... Uh, everything evil has it at the end of the, of the track. Yes. Uh... Uh, every, I mean, I, we said this last time, right? But everyone was expecting that song to be in Good Apollo 4, like as a fully orchestrated song, because it was like the Amory score, Amory Wars theme. Yeah. Uh, I know I expected End uh, Complete 5 to end in that melody and not a reprise of uh, Final Cut. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I'm not like, like, Claudia, why didn't you do this? But I do hail, think. Hail, 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 hail. <laughs> I do think it is strange to set up this idea of like, this is like a multi-part epic. But then when you get to the like last albums, you're trying to be like a pop band, and you've kind of backed away from it, and that's just there for the nerds. So yeah, I get why the nerds doing? are disappointed. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm nerds. Okay, I'm nerds. What's going on here? <laughs> and they like because this was the peak of their like like uh, Good Apollo Two. Had a new producer. We tried to get a song on Transformers, and it didn't work because you know it's not as good as uh, the Lincoln Park song. So That's what I've done. Yeah, <laughs> it's not as good as what I've done. Um, 
and then this one they're like working with Atticus Ross on some songs uh and it's all like this is the the new electronic way that rock is going because uh the alt rock emo phase of the 2000s is dying and rock died rock just didn't it was not it died after this rock fully fucking died people kept making it but like the idea of Coheed and Cambria or a band like them getting a charting single dead dead in the water it's gone forever uh and then the Afterman, they fully pivot. I feel like they embrace, like, okay, we're just for the nerds now. <laughs> yeah, these are just our guys. We're going to write songs for our guys. Yeah. And then he was like, well, actually, I'm going to write some songs about being a dad. I'm gonna write- <laughs> no, that was for no one. <laughs> that was for Claudio. And now Vaxis. Which, again, is more, oh, I'm going to write some more songs about being a dad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Three albums later, he's still on his shit. He's going to be a dad for the rest of his life. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna get a whole bunch of these songs. I wonder what Claudio is going to be writing in like 15 years. Yeah. I don't, who knows, man? I am so curious about what this new album is going to sound like. Because we have been shown two distinct options. Yeah, and I mean, like, I guess I see how like the drum production, they can be on the same album. But they're very different songs. I think the guitar riff sounds almost exactly the same as the one on shoulders. I guess they are both like going up and down the scale. I think it's almost the same riff. That makes sense. Travis has checked out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll do some of these. I don't care. Uh, you want some, want some riffs, man? You want some riffs? Yeah. <laughs> I got three. <laughs> I got three riffs. <laughs> I'm a little busy doing my own band thing, so... Travis, I hope your band's good. I've never listened to it. Uh, I do yeah. like those times that you've sung uh, I Shall Be Released, though. That was pretty good. Those were pretty good. Those are pretty good. Do you have anything more we want to say about Cahoot Cambria? As we finish this season, we are done. We did it. Five albums down. Five decades of excellence. <laughs> Five decades of excellence, yes. We'll be back with a... um. How many? Uh, one or two episodes, probably just one for the whole. I don't know whether we're going to split Aftermath in two, uh, but we will. Uh, yeah, we'll probably decide uh, mid episode when we figure out how long we've been recording for. <laughs> yes, we are going to switch to an album format because we don't want to ever take this long to cover an album again. Um, there's no longer any like big story things to read. We have short stories for every chapter for the yes. Aftermath. And then after that, there's nothing! There's nothing. They haven't released... They've given, like, a summary of Vaxxas. I don't think there's a thing to read, is there? I don't think so. There might be a thing to read. I'll I'll have to look it up, because I think they did a special edition with a thing to read. Oh, is there, like, a little book for the special edition? A novella, if anything. Uh, Where is Good Apollo 2? Where is it, Claudio? It's been like three years since uh, you motherfucker that good Apollo comic book. I guess I get that co- uh, that COVID happened, but uh, give me the comic book, Claudio. Hand it over. Hand it over, man. Give it to me. I need to know what happens to Mayo. I need to know if he's okay. <laughs> I need to know if he's living in Jesse's head, calling him a bitch. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Anyway, no, I don't have anything else to say. Let's fucking finish this. Goodbye, yes. goodbye, goodbye. Molly, where goodbye. can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at your friend Molly with the Y-E-R, audioentropy.com. 
uh, Eidolon and Journal updated over on Abnormal Mapping as well, uh, the second best game dot club. Uh, me and Nora, you, you may have heard, we're covering Skyrim this month. So if you want to hear us talk about Skyrim, check out the December episode. That's yeah. it for me. You can find me at Hevelsoff on Twitter.com. You can find the podcasts I do at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, you can support them on Patreon at patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. One dollar a month gets you a great kind of project. Uh, we're finishing up turn A and heading into seeds soon. So that's what's happening over here. Jarring, probably. Yeah. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. We're done. We are Vaxis. fucking done. Vaxis. 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 To believe